This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want. The number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. You actually get to control the content of the site. Should you like, you can find something online, submit it as show prep to the website, it then pops up in the upcoming stories queue, at which point other listeners can vote on whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And you get to vote on things as well. So the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. And actually, tonight we're going to start out with yesterday's top story. We never had a chance to uh, to get to it. We don't guarantee we talk about the top stories on the website, but it certainly has a heavy influence as to uh, what we talk about on the air. And of course, if you want to bring up anything, you can. 800-259-9231. Joining you this evening in the studio, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about Bitcoin and the crackdown that the federal government, uh, some of the some in the federal government are uh, threatening. But first, I want to welcome our newest weekday affiliate to The Fold, WMEL, the Talk to Me station, AM 1300, on the Space Coast of Florida. In Melbourne? Yes. Thereabouts? The Space Coast. Okay. <laughs> where they shoot the rockets off to the moon. Cocoa Beach. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so uh, WMEL has been on board now for the Saturday show. They've been taking the Saturday show for about half the you know, half a year, so pretty much all of 2011. And uh, now they wanted us for overnights uh, during the week. So welcome aboard to all the overnight listeners in the uh, the east coast of Florida there. So 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll free line. And I think that's our first weeknight affiliate or weekday affiliate in Florida, actually. No, um, WSRQ in Sarasota. Oh, that's right. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's Just it's getting difficult. At the old WSRQ yeah. there. It's getting more difficult now, Mark. It I is, mean, yeah, to keep track to of them all. I mean, I... Wow, 103 affiliates now, actually. You'd think you'd remember Lisa Murphy. You would think. I appreciate those folks out there, and that's the station we used to be on back in the day, and we're now on again. So, our number here, 800-259-9231. We're actually going to start with your calls, and then we'll talk about Bitcoin. Frank's on the line in New York to start things out here tonight. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello, folks. Uh, A hot day in New York. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to say that, you know, I'm finding the Anthony Weiner lewd and lascivious photographs sort of... uh, text to uh, a college co-ed story, which is getting a lot of uh, spin here in New York and also in D.C. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting that that seems to be the uh, sort of the major uh, story with the, you know, dollar sort of collapsing and uh, Libya, the problems with Libya now, the Soviet, or the Russian, forgive me, that was a Freudian slip, uh, the Russian uh, minister is going to try to broker uh, a deal with NATO. Well, this is what Libya. I was bemoaning last night, is that uh, everybody's paying attention to this Wiener thing as though yeah. it's meaningful. Uh, whereas... Well, you know what's interesting about it? I believe now this is allegedly from, you know, Washington, sort of the Wayne Manston report, other reports. But Wiener's wife was on Hillary Clinton's staff. And it is believed that she was actually involved with Hillary uh, in sort of uh, an intimate way. So I don't see what the problem is. No, no, if you start Google it, just sort of the materials there. I don't want to see any pictures. I'm not going to Google it. No, no, I don't mean pictures. I'm talking about the relationship. So what's interesting about this is that with the exception of Wiener perjuring himself uh, with regard to the police and the FBI, which is impeachable in the criminal offense, 
you know nothing is going to happen to him. Uh, and Pelosi's saying, oh, that she expects a, a tremendous uh, investigation regarding ethics. I mean, it, it's sure, sure nonsense, but I think if people look into Weiner, his life, his political connections, his wife, you know, her involvement with Hillary Clinton on different levels and things, I mean, it's really disgusting. And, you know, this is America as it's ready to collapse. We're certainly more decadent than the ancient Greek and Roman civilizations that fell. Uh, and, you know, that's all I wanted to say. It's a tragic waste of energy, time, and let's face it, they're all consenting adults. If they want to fax lewd and lascivious pictures of themselves mm-hmm. to each other, let them do it. Let's sort of keep it out of the uh, media. It seems if it's not yeah. meaner now, it would be more of Arnold Schwarzenegger and, yep. uh, you One know, after another. You're, you I think you're spot it. on. Uh, and thank Bye-bye. you, Frank, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I'm sorry. I just don't think that it is relevant at all uh, whether or not somebody is having sex with somebody else. I mean, that's just – that's a personal matter. I understand, like, you know, he's a politician and he's supposed to be this – Moral, somebody or something well, or other. I, I mean, come pe- on, who expects politicians to be moral? Well, I, I think that that's, that's the lesson to be had here, is that we in America don't expect our politicians to tell the truth about their sexual relations, and frankly, anything. We hold them not to a higher standard than ourselves, we hold them to a lower standard. And what kind of government... I don't hold are, them to anything. I mean, no, I expect... No, I'm t- I, we in America, I am talking okay. in generalities here with American citizens, hold their politicians to a lower level than they hold frankly anybody but Hollywood movie stars. They have the expectation that Hollywood movie stars will uh, copulate and shave their heads and do all kinds of crazy things. Mm-hmm. And the only people that they hold to a higher... Uh, the, to a lower standard than politician as the Hollywood folks, but uh, you know you wouldn't you wouldn't accept this crap from your friends. You wouldn't accept it from your loved ones. You wouldn't accept it from your family. You wouldn't accept it from your coworkers. How the why the heck do you accept it from the people that make the rules by which you have to live your life? Well, when you say accept it, what do you mean by that? I mean, you know, if you're you you hold uh, your friends and family in lower regard when these kinds of things happen, wouldn't you agree that people at work you're less likely to uh, oh be hanging out with if they, you know, they tell lies all the time? Well, I don't think telling lies is a very good thing. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But it's also none of my damn business what somebody's doing with their with their personal life. I don't care what somebody does with their personal time. I don't care about that. What I care about is the standard to which we hold our politicians. And I think left and right and all over, it's not you know, there's not much of a standard. Do I think we should all get whipped up and talk about Anthony Weiner's Weiner picture? No, I don't. It wasn't this is even... the first I've heard of this. Yeah. Uh, so I just keep hearing the word wiener over and, it is and over funny. again. It's, there's no uh, doubt about it. Uh, my thought is, I mean, it's a I don't politician even... who took a picture of himself. It wasn't even news. Sadly, was it? has the last name uh, wiener. Yeah. That's funny. He sent it to somebody on Twitter or something like that. Really? Well, oh, actually, he sent it. He meant to send it to somebody on Twitter, but uh, accidentally posted it to Twitter. To public. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess stuff. what bothers me about this is that anyone would consider this newsworthy. Like, is this what we should be talking about? All this stuff feel. that's ever happened, like uh, there was uh, Bill Clinton was a huge deal back right, then. The cigar. Who cares? Yeah. There's so much better things or more important things that we should be talking about. And that's all. When I hear this kind of stuff, it's just like, really? The other day, I totally unrelated, but I was in Dunkin Donuts and the TV was on and they were reporting national news that Obama ate a hot dog at a local hot dog joint. Mm. And yep. it's I, I just am dumbfounded. 
today they had him uh, and at a in Toledo at a diner as if as if the average person could just wander Walk up right to in. Barack Obama stop him while he's in the middle of a waffle and talk to him about their their problems with the nation he's on a listening tour right show of course you could do this oh, you he? do that kind of thing the secret service will shoot you in the head i mean it's just yeah. ridiculous well it it keeps people entertained while you know so we don't have yep. to actually think about the more important issues that that takes that takes more brain power and that's, energy so yeah, that's, i mean it's that's really exactly all about entertainment it's not the news is entertainment that's exactly how i feel i mean clearly there are issues that matter like the ones that involve human freedom and the ones that involve human beings being sent to their doom this issue does involve human freedom the matthew wiener or is it matthew whatever hell if i know the wiener fella does involve uh human freedom because politicians whom we hold to a lower standard are the people that essentially intend to rule our lives, and many people accept that. So, what they—I I think that every story that says, "Hey, these people are telling lies," is a good thing. However, I agree with I agree Frank with you there. that I mean, this is the fiddling on the roof while the uh, while Rome burns. My only yeah. issue with that train of thought is that it has been proven for so long now that they continue yeah. telling lies, and it doesn't seem to make a difference. It doesn't seem to make people much of just a difference. seem to excuse it. Well, that politician told a lie, but I'm going to vote for this the guy because he's not going to tell a lie. Well, I I do think that the people uh, basically hate Congress. I don't think Congress has had a ratings approval above 20% in a very long time. And you know, that as long as that that number continues to go go down, I think that's a good thing for the nation, frankly. 800-259-9231. You're free to share your thoughts on this. Anything goes. 1-800-259-9231. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And again, you can take control of the airwaves, even if you want to talk about the penises of politicians, as though there's nothing more important in the whole world to discuss. 1-800-259-9231. Joining if you really... F- oh, sorry. It's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. If you... I was going to say, if you really find it that interesting, I feel like your life must not be that exciting. If you care that much about politician penises. I don't know. people. This is the kind of stuff that uh, the, the, the news loves to talk about. I mean, and especially comedy shows, which have huge ratings like uh, The Daily Show and The True. This Rapport. Is, this is certainly made for late night television uh, jokes. I, mean, I can only imagine the variety of uh, jokes that have sprung from this particular incident. Well, the, as, as a matter of fact... Did uh, you catch mine there? What's that? Did you catch mine? I did. Okay. Just well, making sure. Um, it was the, a little subtle. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to have some something to follow flustered. that crap up with. But, uh, <laughs> in fact, uh, what's his name? John Stewart. He's friends with this wiener guy, but he's you oh, know yeah. still been uh, making the you know making the jokes and having to uh, you know talk about these things so uh again you can bring up anything you want here at 800-259-9231 by the way you can also join us on our website we've got a lot of features there one of them is the shrine of female listeners dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video 
to show that they are listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see them. And if you're a lady listener, learn how to get involved. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. So, speaking of the Bitcoin, uh, we were talking about it last night, and we talk about it a lot on the show. Well, because uh, Roger from Memory Dealers has uh, essentially sponsored uh, Bitcoin here. There's no Bitcoin company it's not like Bitcoin can come in here in some sort of authorized fashion and buy advertising. It's it's an individual. It's somebody who is putting himself on the line, his money on the line, uh, to promote something that he really believes in. And uh, was talking on the Bitcoin website, actually. There's a – I think it's like Bitcoin.org. Uh, they, they've got a forum there, and I was on there the other night because um, Error, who is our behind-the-scenes tech guy, one of the one of the tech guys behind the website, uh, he's fairly prolific on the Bitcoin uh, forums. And he noticed that somebody had sent um, some Bitcoins to Free Talk Live. And this taught me something about Bitcoin I didn't know before. Every one of the transactions is public. If you think about it, that makes sense because Bitcoin is it's an anonymous peer-to-peer currency. Really? But because it's peer-to-peer, everyone on the network knows what's going on. When you do a Bitcoin transaction... There are uh, the verifications that come in, like over time. It takes a few minutes, but over time, ver- verification after verification, after you get through eight of these verifications, it's considered like a certified transaction at that point. Because mm-hmm. then eight individuals or eight nodes, eight machines running Bitcoin on the network across the world have said, yep, this is you know a real transaction, and that's enough for, for it to be basically a finished deal. And then it just goes on from there, and over time, I've some of my transactions are over a thousand verifications. Huh. So everybody on the network knows what's going on, and there's some website out there that'll allow you to put in the Bitcoin hash, and you can look and you can see who's been sending money from a certain address. Or not who. You don't know who it is, but but whatever the Bitcoin address, because there's this weird string that's attached to a bunch of characters and numbers and such. And you put that string in and it'll search through all of the transactions of Bitcoin. It'll tell you, oh, this account had uh, you know 40 Bitcoins transferred to it or this had uh, three Bitcoins transferred from it. But you could change that string anytime you want. So that's if true. you want to be anonymous and you don't want error to be able to know uh, that, you know, search out and find out that you're doing transactions. I don't think in, in well, my as long case, as you keep the, uh, the the address quiet, ours is public. We put the address out there for everybody to say over at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. That address is listed there, mm-hmm. so uh, anybody that wants to can figure out how how much how many bitcoins have been transferred to that address. That's got to be riveting stuff there. Yeah, <laughs> find out how many bitcoins have been sent to Free Talk Live. I don't know it's just interesting, but it, it, it is it's interesting that they can find out. Yeah, it's one of those uh, little things I did not really make the connection on. I didn't realize that uh, that that was the case, but it's true. So Bitcoin's a totally different uh, animal. I mean, every transaction available to the public, but yet you don't know who it is. You can go in there and look at all of them if you want to, but unless you know who's possessing that particular hash string, it's just information. 
So very strange. Anyway, he posted over the Bitcoin site and kind of started a conversation. Uh, I talked about Roger and how it was great that he was getting behind Bitcoin. And then Roger appears out of the ether in that conversation because the Internet's amazing like that. You can go online and talk about somebody. And if they've got like a Google search for their name or something like that, it pops up in their email box and there comes that person into your Internet forum, you know. And so Roger uh, from Memory Dealers comes in and he says that apparently it was Free Talk Live that turned him on a Bitcoin. Well, did you, you know, know that Rogers of the opinion at this point that uh, Bitcoin is the well, it's the it's this new exciting thing in the the area of liberty that it could be some kind of salvation for the ideas of liberty uh, that the things that the way that it's constructed is a really great thing. I you know I'm I don't know enough about these things to know better, but it doesn't hurt that a liberty minded person is like the number two Bitcoin guy or the number one. Oh, Bitcoin I believe it's guy. the number one two yeah. uh, from what yeah. I've heard. This uh, the, the fellow who made it. I He's mean, kind of stepped away from what yeah. I understand. Is, uh, well, and, and the the terminology behind Bitcoin seems to be all about what they call technitarians, uh, basically libertarians that are into the internet and it, libertarians rule the internet, and it's just uh, sort of the the nature of the beast. And as the internet gets more powerful, I think the ideas of liberty will get more powerful. And I think that Bitcoin is essentially cash, the the internet's version of cash of of greenbacks. And by the way, the last time I looked, the Bitcoin, I think it was earlier today, the Bitcoin was approaching $19 per Bitcoin. Yeah, it just keeps going up. 1-800-259-9231. So there's news about Bitcoin and the federal government. Uh, some of those individuals have their eyes on it and they're very upset about it. We'll uh, tell you about that here in a little bit. But first, your phone calls about what you want. Let's talk to Chris in California. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Chris in California? Oh, he's gone. Okay, then. Well, I guess we're not going to talk to Chris. 1-800-259-9231. Now, Julia, what is your level of familiarity with uh, the Bitcoin at this point? I have heard about Bitcoin on Free Talk Live, and I've seen a lot of news articles about Bitcoin. I am not um, that – I don't know that much about how it works. I understand the basic concept, but I don't know much of the details. I've read a lot about I've seen a lot of articles in this. Yeah, it's like instead of a centralized uh, currency, which all of them are, they've got the central banks, Mm -hmm. uh, this is completely decentralized, it's totally digital, and it can be very anonymous uh, as well. And it's peer-to-peer, so it's essentially like peer-to-peer file sharing without the files, and they're sharing information about financial transactions instead. Uh, And uh, the federal government doesn't like that very much. Now, even if the Silk Road wasn't involved, they still wouldn't like the Bitcoin once they finally learned about it. But it's taken the Silk Road uh, to make it so that the federal government people have discovered the Bitcoin and have decided that they want to do something about it. According to the Associated Press, two U.S. senators said that they will ask federal authorities to crack down on a secretive narcotics market operated on the Internet with anonymous sales and untraceable currency. Heroin, cocaine, methamphetamines are among the drugs being sold in the well-protected website, apparently operating for just a few months. We'll tell you more about it. Of course, if you've listened to Free Talk Live, you already know about it because we scooped the media on this for months. It's Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to news.freetalklive.com. And uh, you will be kept in, uh, informed via either email or Facebook or Twitter or whichever way works best for you. More than one if you'd like. All of it free over at news.freetalklive.com. If you're on any medications and you're getting your medications at a local pharmacy, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get your meds at discounts as high as 70% off. And they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. You can click become a member there on the left-hand side of the page. There's also a telephone number. You can call them, leave a message if it's in the evening, and they'll call you back during the day. Or if it's during the day, they'll just answer the phone. Their customer service is excellent. They'll walk you through every step of the way. They have a third-party certification company that uh, checks and makes sure that what you order is what you get. And you'll save money, lots of money. It's meds.freetalklive.com. Toll free number again, 800-259-9231. So uh, you can bring up anything you would like. And we're talking about the Bitcoin. And by the way, I should have checked uh, the Bitcoin charts. I didn't look. I said earlier today it was around $19. Well, somebody actually bothered to uh, to look at it, and it's actually more like $23 now. So earlier today it was around $19. Now it's around $23. Just keeps going up. So that's in one day's time. <laughs> to give you some example of uh, what's going on with this thing, it has gone dramatically up. Yep. Uh, it, just in the time we've been talking about it, it has gone up from four-ish dollars on up to twenty-four, twenty-three dollars. It's just incredible. They do seem to be skyrocketing. So what they will do next, nobody knows. But uh, in the meantime, the federal government has gotten wind of the Bitcoin, and it's thanks to some mainstream. Well, I guess not really even mainstream, but Articles online that have been spread around to the point where uh, they're very, very popular. The Gawker, gawker Gawker.com, wrote up a piece about the Silk Road. And it it was published, I believe, yeah, about a few days ago. So relatively recently, it's titled The Underground Website Where You Can Buy Any Drug Imaginable. And then it goes on to go into detail about what the Silk Road is. Now, as we explained uh, the last time we talked about it, which was months ago when I first discovered it, it it was really the Silk Road that that really helped me catch the vision for Bitcoin. Uh, because before that, I just kind of saw Bitcoin as this geeky experiment. Like, no, no, there's anything wrong with being a geek. I definitely qualify. Uh, but I saw it as being this kind of experimental currency. It started in 2008. And, you know, it's neat. It's got this decentralized thing. And it's uh, mostly anonymous. And, yeah, it's cool. Peer-to-peer currency. It was a cool idea. But Strangely, I was more excited about it than you you were initially. Yeah. I, I just uh, I, I don't you know quite get the uh, the the computer coding stuff as uh, as well as some. So we sat we had sat down with Gavin, who is now one of the main go to guys uh, for the Bitcoin, and he kind of went through some of the details, answered some of the objections, answered some of the questions that uh, that I had and maybe you might have had as well, Mark, and kind of clarified Bitcoin for me. And that was good. That was helpful. But I, I hadn't really caught the vision yet. I hadn't really seen how this could be incredibly valuable to the marketplace beyond just, you know, it's a neat idea because all I'd seen thus far of what was being offered in the Bitcoin for sale, as far as what you could buy with bitcoins, was like you know web hosting services and yeah, other when intangibles. I fir- when I first looked, there were there wasn't that much being offered. I'll admit that, and uh, you know I, I figured it could only grow though. 
Right. And so when I looked at that, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. I don't need to buy web hosting. So I guess if I'm going to get Bitcoins, I'm just going to have to sit on them and not buy anything with them. And then I saw the Silk Road. And the Silk Road is incredible. It is a brilliant concept that really takes the black market uh, to the next level. And what it is is a website that exists. In fact, the term website isn't really even accurate for it, which is why what these politicians are saying is just not even accurate, because it's not a public website. Website kind of connotates somewhere you can just punch in a web browser and go there. But in this particular case, you can't just punch the Silk Road address into any old web browser and go there. You cannot reach it from there. It is not possible. You have to get on a special service called Tor, which is an anonymizing system for the internet that uh, allows you to host secret Websites, essentially. Websites that you have to know how to get to. You've got to install Tor. You've got to run the Tor, uh, you know, a browser for Tor. You've got to have the address to the Silk Road, which is this, again, another strange set of characters. You know, UQY3, something like that. And then you put all that in there, dot onion, and then it takes you to the Silk Road. And at that point, then you get to see what's available. You get to see what kind of products uh, they have available there. Now, the Silk Road... It was created as a marketplace that was kind of like eBay, except with more anonymity. And uh, the Silk Road is somewhere you could go to sell things, for instance, that eBay would not allow. You can't go and sell, uh, you can't go and sell MDMA or ecstasy on on eBay. Yeah, that's really not going to go well. Um, yeah. they, they don't they don't sell uh, guns. You can't either. sell guns on eBay, and you could sell both of those things. On the Silk Road. You can sell whatever you want on the Silk Road. Whatever you think will sell on the Silk Road, you can do It's an open market, essentially. And each of the sellers there has a name. But you can always create a new account and have a new name if you wanted to. But obviously a seller wants to create a, uh, a rating. They want, to, they want to have a good reputation behind their name. And there is a rating system on the Silk Road. There's also an escrow system as well where you send payment and it actually goes into the website. It doesn't go directly to the individual. So you place your order for whatever drugs or guns or whatever the heck it is, uh, you know, software, whatever it is that they're selling there, and the money goes into the Silk Road site until you you claim that you've received the product, and then they will release the cash that they're holding for the seller. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's an, that's what an escrow service does, right? right? So it's a smart way to set up a system like that where everybody who's participating doesn't want to know who everybody else is. It's very smart. And so people have been using this now. It's been on uh, on the internet for. Well, I think people months. want to know who the other folks are. They just don't want the other folks to know who they are. Mm-hmm. They, they want yeah. specifically they want anonymity for themselves. And I don't willing care to give anonymity for, to other people. To me, it doesn't matter as long as the seller is offering what he or she says they're offering. That's what matters. And of course, the the site goes through some details as to why this is a safe thing to do. Uh, of course, the whole thing could be an FBI front. Who knows? But. <laughs> People are reporting that they've had... I don't think that they're that smart. No, I don't think so either. People are reporting that they've had uh, success with this. I know somebody personally who has had uh, success with this. And so the word's starting to get out. The The media is starting to cover the Silk Road. And as a result of all the media covering it, you've got two senators who've now come out and said uh, that they want the feds to crack down on the Silk Road, including Charles Schumer of New York and Joe Manchin of West Virginia. They asked the Justice Department and the DEA to shut down and investigate the website. 
oops, it's not a website. It's a it's a hidden service. That's technically what Tor sites are called, hidden services. Well, these are these are like old guys, and yeah. I saw some video here, and it's like Chuck Schumer, you know. And I might be exaggerating a little to say that he was just on the internet, uh, you know, scowling, and he was upset, and this is bad, and you know, raging at this thing from the outside that he'll never be able to access. Yep. He's lived in a world his whole life, and and this guy is you know been around in politics for quite some time where he's been able to threaten and cajole and get pretty much anything he wants. And here now, this tiny little king, this uh, inf- infant terrible, can't, this, this terrible baby can't get what he wants any longer. But he's going to bluster about it and yeah. make it sound like he can do something. I mean, if he, it makes you wonder if he'll lay in his bed at night and cry. Uh, like <laughs> suddenly, his po- I, I have no power over this, and it makes me mad. Yeah, and that is what the that's what the Bitcoin and the Silk Road is really so brilliant for. And this is why it took the Silk Road to really have me catch the vision of somebody who uh, you know has a real appreciation for free markets. And of course, the black market is not exactly a free market, but it still operates as a market does in in many ways. This is a revolutionary step for the black market. I mean, if you think about it, Julia, how many times have uh, you know ha- have you been involved in possibly looking for something in the black market and gotten something that's not what you expected? Many times. Yeah. yeah. So the the Silk Road can change all of that. Not only does the Silk Road make it so that these drugs are available to you at a moment's notice, whereas instead of you know, having to hunt around and hope something comes around into an area. You can go online to the Silk Road and get whatever you want anytime you want. It's also a competitive marketplace where people are competing for your business, so they want to make sure they sell you the right product. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And don't forget, you can help support this program if you would like by shopping with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links there to Amazon. You click into the right one for your country. And it will take you to Amazon where you will then do whatever shopping you need to do and feel good because a portion of Amazon's profits go into Free Talk Live. It's still the same great Amazon with the customer service uh, that uh, is exceptional as well as the prices and the huge selection. You're just entering through our portal so Amazon knows to send us a cut of the sales. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. We're talking about Bitcoin and the perhaps... Uh, coming crackdown on the part of the federal government, or at least an attempt at a crackdown, whether or not they'll actually have any success at stopping Silk Road or Bitcoin is another question. And, of course, it's the Silk Road that really got the attention of these lawmakers. 
Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin uh, have demanded that the Justice Department and the DEA shut down and investigate the website, often referred to as the Silk Road after an ancient Asian trade route. Manchin said this audacious website should be shut down immediately. Never before, said Schumer, is a website so brazenly peddled illegal drugs online. I think it's funny that they're talking about it like it's a website like Amazon that anybody could access. <laughs> right. You know, like your kids might get online and accidentally order some heroin on right. Amazon. Just grab mommy's credit card. And, right. Yeah. I mean, most people don't know how to access this website. No. Or not a website. Yeah, it's, it's a hidden service only available through the Tor and uh, anonymizing system. Now, Which, it's by the hard. way, is a government created anonymizing service. What? I, I read that on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Tor was created by the CIA. By I mean, the, I, for I've the got Navy, that in, right? I've got that in my uh, article here. It's actually for spies, and they have to have a bunch of different nodes in order to anonymize it properly. So they had to make it public, is what you're yes. saying. Yes. So if they want to talk to each other about how they can best kill people and take over com- countries and institute puppet leaders um, in uh, client states across the world, they have to, to anonymize, they have to have many different nodes. Otherwise, well, we know everybody who talking talking here uh, are a bunch of spies. So really? they, they open up this thing, which this tour, which can be used by, by child uh, you know, porn peddlers and mm-hmm. you know anybody who wants to talk about bomb it, making, bomb whatever. making, uh, you know, buying of illegal guns, anything that you want, you can talk about. This, yep. this tour is perfect for it because anonymizes the internet. Plus, you know, just the 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 myriad of people who are essentially paranoid online. And by the way, it's not paranoid if they are really watching to get you. And I sure. think they really are watching. <laughs> So, uh, well, that's interesting. I was not aware about that regarding Tor. But, of course, Tor is not the only anonymizing system on the Internet. There are other ones as well. I don't think the Silk Road is available through those other systems as of yet, but there may be plans for for future expansion uh, in that area. And thus far, the Silk Road has uh, been swamped with popularity simply because word gets around. I mean, the the word in the black market gets around, too. Like, hey, you know, something's around, uh, some sort of product is around, you know, do you want to pick some of that up, etc. The word spreads pretty quick. And so if you've got something like the Silk Road, where multiple sellers are competing for business in the world of uh, narcotic substances, word's going to get around pretty quick about that, too, especially if the sellers are are honorable, above board, uh, individuals who are actually selling what it is that they're claiming uh, to be selling, which is always a risk in the black market. You never know what it is you're going to get. The Silk Road helps to eliminate that risk. It's not eliminated completely. There's still problems that could crop up. You still could end up like if you buy something from a seller that doesn't have any... Uh, you know, it doesn't have any ratings. You've taken a risk there. There's that. Uh, but also, there's this a risk for a seller, too, for instance. So if a seller... Uh, sells something on the Silk Road. Remember, it's an escrow. The website acts as an escrow. So once the transaction is done, once you decide you want to buy something, then one must send bitcoins to the website. The website holds those bitcoins until the buyer reports that the product was delivered. So the buyer could simply uh, say, I never got it. Never got it. And then then that's a problem. Yeah. I, there's no way to verify that. Clearly something has to be fixed there, right? right? Because obviously there's no tracking numbers with this. That would be a really bad idea. And so... Well, I imagine the longer the... I, I want to call it a website, but it isn't. The longer this is, service is around, um, the better ratings people will have. And it, it should be eventually, over time, really obvious who is serious and who isn't. I agree with that. I don't know if, I don't recall if the sellers, or excuse me, if the buyers have ratings, though. That may they be. They don't? I don't recall. Because they do on eBay, so maybe they yeah. should consider. 
Something it's like so that. new, and that's yeah. just it. I mean, Bitcoin is brand new. There are new features and services coming out relating to Bitcoin every single month, and so it's inevitable that these anonymous buying services are going to get it, you know, get their s together over time and come up with new new systems to uh, to make things even better. So, but the feds don't like it very much, and they blustered uh, here. The senators plan to release their letters to the agencies on Sunday. Uh, key to the illicit trade is the use of a network of buy by buyers and sellers that conceals their identity. Identity uh, websites, including Gawker, have reported on the site. Schumer said the website began operating in February and uses layers of secrecy to thwart authorities. Sellers are told to make shipments in vacuum-sealed bags uh, to avoid drug-detecting dogs. And uh, from what I understand, a lot of people is one of the things that are, uh, folks are rated on at the Silk Road is how they package the item. You know, did they do a good job of packaging it, or did they just throw a bunch of pot in a box and uh, <laughs> you know throw it in the mail? So. Uh, so that's part of it as well. And so I guess we'll see what happens here because this is putting it on their radar. They're starting to bluster about it. They act like they think they can do something. But unfortunately, I don't think they'll be very successful. Maybe they'll attempt to run a reverse sting and act as though they are a seller and get the buyer's addresses because the seller has to have an address to which to send product. So there may be a situation where they try to collect an address for somebody and go after them. But there's still the issue of plausible deniability. I suppose it's, it's possible they might just pass some law saying, if you have drugs delivered to your address, you're guilty. But Then I could send drugs to Charles' address. Charles the undercover Whatever cop? his name is, yeah. yeah oh, uh, Charles, whoever oh, the... Chuck Schumer. Right, the guy, the senator, I could send yeah. drugs to his address. Yeah. Well, he's a he would be, Yeah, he wouldn't get in any trouble, but... But that's true. You, anybody can send whatever they want to your address. It's that's you can't control that. And so I think it would be very difficult for them to make that illegal. Uh, you can always just say, oh, I don't know what this is. I don't know who's sending me these things. I did not ask for this. So somebody else ordered this. I, I don't know. Or better, of course, you better not say anything. It's always a smart, smart idea not to talk to the cops. But that could be one way they approach it. I don't understand why this bothers them so much, because doing it this way, purchasing and selling drugs in this way eliminates all the violence. Well, it bothers them the because the, the, the CIA is, uh, likes to be able to move uh, drugs into the country and make all the money themselves. So, you know, if they made it legal. Well, maybe the, children, the CIA Julia. is selling the drugs on tour. It's Could possible. Be. It's possible. But it's the children, you see. Got to protect the children. It's not always about violence. They don't care if drug dealers get, you know, attacked or drug users get beaten up. Nobody cares about drug users in the, the world of politics. Drug users are just a crutch. Uh, the drug issue is just a crutch that politicians use to, you know, talk about how tough on crime they are. They want drug users to get hurt. They, they're sick. Well, if they don't have compassion and the more they uh, more they get hurt, the more they can tout, hey, look, this is a dangerous business. Yeah. Yeah. So and the Silk Road, actually, that's one thing is the, the Silk Road threatens the danger of the business. And so it's an amazing uh, Bitcoin's amazing. The Silk Road, I am right. a huge fan of. And <laughs> if you get uh, ripped off, uh, you know, every third time using the Silk Road, it beats uh, getting beaten up every 20th time you uh, no use the free market. No doubt about that. The and, black market, I should say. And at the very least, if you get ripped off as a buyer, for example, you could give the seller a bad rating. Yep, that's I mean, true. The so to prevent are, future 
problems right. from happening? Sellers are likely to be good on the Silk Road simply because they are rated. Uh, the only question is then the buyers. And how often that happens is a good question. That would be an interesting question for a well-rated seller. It would be interesting to uh, – because they actually have a, a little message board on there too. So even if you don't want to buy anything on the Silk Road, you can go on there and chat with you know, these anonymous folks that are participating in an anonymous uh, black market. And it would be interesting to ask one of the top, you know, the top sellers, how many times do you ship and uh, the person says they never got it? Well, they have the ability to adjust their prices accordingly. So if they get ripped off, you know, once every five times, they they can raise the the price exactly to make up for that. So there is some protection for sellers. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Were there any other aspects to this story? Because I had a, 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 just kind of like a real quick summary here. Are they, are they looking to crack down on Bitcoin specifically thus far, or are they just talking about Silk Road? Uh, Silk Road is what uh, seems to be the, the big uh, you know, concern here for old Chuck Schumer. But just give them Schumer. time. Before you know it, before you know it, they'll be blustering about Bitcoin. Well, we can't find the Silk Road because it's on tour, but these darn Bitcoin people, we need to take them out because we could take out Bitcoin, then we'll take out the Silk Road. I've actually seen some people who are in favor of Bitcoin but don't like the Silk course, Road saying they that they don't like it. the Silk Road because they think it's going to end Bitcoin. But if you look at the price of the Bitcoin, all the blustering by uh, these senators hasn't done a damn thing to stop people Actually, from buying them. Chuck Schumer called Bitcoin a money laundering mechanism. Yep, there <laughs> you go. So they are going to go after it. 1-800-259-9231. And they will fail uh, because the government can't fight the Internet. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. Hour two's next. It'll be fun to watch. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live, launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. Coming up. You can talk about whatever you want, and also on the way, uh, we'll talk about what's going on with a gagged video journalist. He is gagged, and we will explain why. Uh, but first, we go to Mama Allie, listening in Tennessee. Mama Allie, you're on Free Talk Live with the Julia and Mark. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, Ian. Hey there. Um, I have some questions that I cannot find anywhere online, and I know you guys have had um, great luck with it in Keen, and but I'm not exactly sure how it works. So if you guys could clarify for me, clarify for me, I would really appreciate. I'll do my best. I, I have seen that um, several um, activists that have been arrested have had other activists represent them in court. Mm-hmm. And I want to know: Did they have to have a legal document to be able to do that, like a power of attorney? Yes. Or or something? Okay, what? Is the name of that kind? Is it a special kind of power of attorney? Or? I don't know. I think it's some sort of a basically, you know, write up that uh, you authorize so and so to have power of attorney over you and so on and so forth. Um, but 
the thing you need to uh, be aware of is this is, as I understand it, not available in all states. Um, as I understand it, in, in many places uh, that uh, you have to have an attorney, a licensed member of the bar in that particular state. There's Hamp- other people that write the laws, after all. Right. New Hampshire so is... going to write un- laws that benefit them. Yeah. New Hampshire is unusual in that it allows anyone of... Oh, gosh. What's the term? They talk about it on the New Hampshire clog uh, video that I posted over at uh, freekeen.com today, actually. they uh, the, the, Basically, the term is you have to be of good character, which means that you can't have had any misdemeanors or felonies uh, on your rap sheet, shall we say. If you do, then you're likely to be refused to be allowed to... Uh, you as and when I say you, I mean you as the person who wants to be the attorney. So the person who wants to be right. your attorney would have to be completely clean, uh, and then you submit this power of attorney, and then they appear in front of the man in the robe, and he gets sworn in as an as essentially an officer of the court. So it's doable up here yeah. in New Hampshire. How many other places have this option of that? I am not sure. Okay, well I will look at for it specifically in my state. I'm dealing with a property thing here among my other millions of projects, but I have to go to court and I need to represent a lady who is all the way in Colorado and she can't travel because she's ill. They're going to put a warrant out for her arrest if she doesn't appear here and she can't. Mm, and crazy. so I, I need to stand in for her, but I am not sure how to do so. Well, that would be something where it, it all depends on how helpful the bureaucrats are locally. Sometimes you have better luck than others. I mean, in some cases, you call bureaucracy up and you won't even get a return phone call. In other cases, you may find somebody who has yet to have had their soul sucked out from them by uh, working for bureaucracy for their, tol- their whole life. And they may actually be of assistance to you to where you could ask them a question like that. But frequently, the answer will be, we're not here to provide you with legal advice. You'll have to consult an attorney. But you may be able to call and ask the court people, hey, I can't afford an attorney and I have to do this. Can I put myself in? Can we have this lady write up a power of attorney for me? And can that be uh, entered in in this case? And they'll, they'll maybe give you an honest answer about that. Or they might lie to you and give you misinformation, in which case they aren't uh, reliable and uh, or liable, rather, for, for telling you those, uh, that misinformation. So. Right. Okay. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Good luck, Allie, and thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I had a, uh, an ex-girlfriend who worked for the clerk of courts um, at, uh, at one point, and she would tell stories to me about times that she decided just not to be helpful for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And she really got a gleam in her eye. Um, like, apparently, it's a game. It's that power. It was a game there to be able to just sort of say... Sorry, can't dispense legal advice, but mm-hmm. you could get an attorney, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Like, you'd, you'd have to deliver it in the sweetest fashion possible because their boss was very concerned with customer service. But the reality of the situation is, is that they can't dispense legal advice. However, they do know information about how to do this or that. And right. if it's a good day, for whatever reason, they'll say, well, look, I can't dispense legal advice, but I've seen people do this, 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 and this. So they can do whatever they want. They just, you know in yeah. many cases, choose not to. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes it, it can be something as basic as refusing to get, make a copy of something for you. Around here in Keene, they're pretty good about it. If you, for instance, bring in a motion, you don't have an extra copy for the prosecutor, the ladies here will go ahead and make, make a copy for you, which, you know, that's nice. They don't have to do that. They could say, yeah, you can go to the library and pay 15 cents or whatever they charge these days. Maybe it's more than that. Uh, but uh, but no, instead they go and they actually make copies of things. And, and that's cool. I mean, I appreciate that. They still don't have a fax machine. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, actually, I think they have a fax machine, but when I asked if I could fax in a motion rather than having to physically come down there and, uh, and hand it to them, no, sorry, we can't accept things via the fax machine. So, 1-800-259-9231. So you can't go into uh, talking with these people and expect them to do anything for you. And if they do something for you, it's like a bonus. Hey, you found a helpful bureaucrat. Congratulations. Nice little bonus. Yeah. So the bureaucrats here, I I've, I have found just personal experience are less bureaucraty. Mm-hmm. I mean, they tend to be nice. It's a smaller city. The government, the local government here, is very accessible. Right. So it's not like if you live in a city that's much larger in Florida, you know, you don't know those people. These people, I mean, everybody knows everybody. Yeah, here. you see them around town. And it makes a difference. It does really make does. a big difference uh, in, in that, uh, you know, they, they, they're, they're that much more responsible to you because you are going to see them someplace and probably provide them with service at some point. Let's continue with you and your thoughts and talk to Matt in Illinois on the amp lines. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, first, off, this is real quick. I, I went to a um, focus group last night. I participated in a focus group for PayPal. And uh, PayPal's coming out with some neat products. I, I promise not to talk about them, but I, so I can't say anything. But I did mention Bitcoin to them, and uh, they didn't know anything about Bitcoin, which I was kind of surprised to hear. Yeah, well, maybe they didn't know about it, but we know that PayPal, from what I understand, has been cracking down on websites that are essentially go-betweens or money exchanges, uh, people that are taking payments in U.S. dollars or other currency and using that to uh, to sell people or buy Bitcoins. So somebody uh, at PayPal knows about it. I was just feigning. Well, maybe he's just a low-level guy who just does these uh, surveys or whatever and he just doesn't know about it. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. Right. The, the other people that were there seemed to know about it. Uh, at mm-hmm. least half of them were nodding their heads and saying, yeah, what about that? So at least uh, a good portion of those people, uh, you know, regular people that were participating like me. So what else is on your mind tonight, Matt? Um, I read a story that I thought uh, was interesting about a uh, gentleman in Minneapolis. Unfortunately, this is happening all too often. In Minneapolis on May 22nd, uh, was hit with uh, some tornadoes. There's been a lot of tornadoes lately, and he owns a, a tree trimming business. His name was Mike Hagee, and he went there uh, voluntarily, signed a waiver to help people clear trees. And as he was uh, um, doing so, a city inspector showed up. And Hagee didn't have a license to trim the trees in Minneapolis. Oh, jeez. Neighbors came out to tell the inspector that this guy was doing it for free, and they would not let him continue. He had to go. Outrageous. So he's... Dr- yeah. Crazy. I mean, so, you know, that's how nice, that's how, how service-oriented the uh, bureaucrats in Minneapolis are. Right. They're not going to clear your trees for you, but they'll be sure to kick to out the guy someone. that's helping you. Yep. Well, they're not right. getting their cut, and, so. That's right. And he was he was driving along, and people saw, you know, he had the big um, bucket, mm-hmm. and people saw him and, you know, waved him down and were trying to get him to... To help, sure, and and he's and he's saying that well, I, I can't. They kicked me out, so he finally stops to help somebody move a tree, which doesn't oh, need a license, according to according to the, to them. And uh, as he did so, some cops that had been following him, some played close cops Incredible. that had been following him, pulled pulled him over, and uh, <laughs> they called the uniform police, and they they detained him for two hours. And he has a, a, a he had record on his cell phone video camera, so he has this online. Nice. nice. 
Hello? Yeah, I'm right here. I'm listening. Yeah, he has this online at uh, Hastings Star Gazette. Uh, but he got a, a $275 fine for trimming wet trees without a license. Unbelievable. Helping people who have been in a tornado. Well, if he's right. smart, he won't pay it. But then again, most people do pay the fine. So thanks for the call tonight, Matt. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I'd like to take that one to a jury. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Once again, toll-free number, 800-259-9231. You can join us at freetalklive.com, where you can listen in. We've got listening options there, live uh, streams. You can listen to the latest show, Free Talk Live, streamed around the clock over at listen.freetalklive.com. You can listen in both dial-up and broadband flavors. Plus, we've got a list of 103 great radio stations across the country that carry the show at different times throughout the week, as well as our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and uh, that's two XM channels, actually, as well as our free-to-air KU Band channel, plus the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial and uh, dial long distance. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get the details and get tuned in. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle, and it'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where a rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. You can go see it at Ruger.com and buy it at your local gun dealer. All right, so you can take control and bring up anything, 800-259-9231. A gagged journalist. It's happening, actually, probably right now uh, over in Manchester. As we explained to you over the weekend and talked a little further about it on Monday, the uh, activists, some of the liberty activists, had gone out to Manchester Police Department to engage in a a protest, uh, to protest Manchester Police's uh, violent tactics, that uh, they were being violent with people in, in unnecessary ways. And they were out there protesting that. Some people were chalking. Manchester PD came out and began making arrests because people did not have government ID. They would ask somebody if they had government ID on them, if they had an ID on them. And if they did not, if they refused to show it, then they would be arrested. uh, People were charged with nonsense, catch-alls like disorderly conduct and the new criminal mischief, which uh, no, no one I know has been charged with yet. This was the first time I'd seen that one pulled out. Uh, and they weren't. There wasn't any consistency. Some people oh, were. Oh, I saw that. I was wondering what that. What was different about the criminal mischief versus the disorderly conduct? I have no idea. Is criminal mischief the same? Is it a misdemeanor and a misdemeanor? Is it the same? I or? Believe, good question. I believe they're both misdemeanors. I believe they are. So I, I just curious what, what they were thinking. Uh, 
doesn't make any sense. They got a couple of catch-all charges that they can. It seems like they could just get away with giving anybody for any reason, and the judges do not scold them. Uh, you know, the, I. It, it seemed to me that there was some time in history when judges would scold police for just doing that kind of thing. But I think that those times are past, if there ever was one. So there were multiple arrests. Eight people arrested. They're completely peaceful. They didn't harm anybody. Maybe did a little bit of chalking, which, of course, would have washed off in the first rain. And doesn't take long for it to rain in New Hampshire sometimes. So they were all arrested. Most of them were let out, thankfully. And they've got a trial or, excuse me, a rain arraignment date's been scheduled, I think, for later this month, actually, during the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com has stepped up to uh, take this activism to the next level. He has decided to engage in a protest at tonight's uh, city council meeting in the city of Manchester. And also, in addition to that, a number of uh, Manchester Liberty lovers are going to the city council meeting tonight to speak out uh, during the public comment session. Uh, unlike in Keene, where we live, there is no public comment section uh, at the uh, city council meeting here. You have, have to, to com- stop it to, if they get enough public comment. Don't worry. You have to uh, – right, I see what you're saying. They're going to get rid of it. Uh, but in Manchester, you've got one of those situations where they let you have three minutes. Mm-hmm. You can just go up and blather for three, three minutes. Go talk about anything you'd like for three minutes. I love it in uh, California when the really crazy people get up there in like the L.A. The, the LA city uh, – <laughs> City council meeting. There was one guy just, in particular. Didn't he get uh, elected at some point? Oh, God. What was that guy's name? Yeah, there was one guy that got elected to the school board somewhere in California and just started raising hell. It's <laughs> it amazing. It's good stuff. Yeah. So tonight, uh, Liberty activists are there, and Dave Ridley apparently is going to be out front. Uh, out front. He wrote this uh, post over at nhunderground.com in the forum saying that uh, shortly after 6.45 tonight, I'll quietly enter the public comment session at Manchester's Board of Aldermen meeting. My mouth will be gagged, and there will be a small sign on my forehead. The sign will read, MPD gags indie press. I'm prepared to be arrested rather than denied entry. I will get in line to speak if the board wishes, but will not insist on it since I live in a nearby town. So will he just uh, stand there and say nothing for his three minutes? That's what is my understanding. You'll have to look at him. Yeah, with a Ooh, that's awkward. Three minutes always goes by much slower when you're just sitting there. Yeah, staring anything. at a guy, staring at a guy with a ball gag in his mouth, and uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a ball gag or not. With a, with a gag in his mouth and uh, some kind of message <laughs> on his forehead. Yes, and Dave is just the guy to do, to do that. This, too. Yeah. yeah, he can he could totally stand there and 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 pull this off. Dave says uh, others are invited to join him, if possible, bringing disposable cameras. Considering the police, one point I forgot to mention, and it's pretty important, they co- confiscated people's cameras. They took six or seven different video cameras and cell phones from people on Saturday afternoon when they were making these arrests. Even people who were not arrested had their cameras uh, stolen from them. The, on the pretense that well, you're holding evidence, we need to have that. Even though they've got their own cameras all over the damn place. Evidence against what? Evidence of a crime. Just evidence? Or just evidence of us arresting you, apparently. <laughs> you have evidence. If they really wanted evidence of, a, uh, of, of you know, video evidence, why don't they have their own video? Why, why in this day and age, when government could easily have little portable spy cams and audio recording devices on the uniform, integrated into the badge of a police officer, why do we not have this information? They have cameras in their cars. Yeah, well, they don't. The fact is, here's the answer. They don't want it. They don't want you knowing (laughs) what the interaction is like between the officer and the individual because they would, you know, these guys aren't used to that. They're used to doing whatever they want and getting away with it. 
So if we find any of the video from this, I'm sure Dave's going to have his camera and he'll be rolling uh, tape on this, possibly doing some quick broadcasts and quick.com, QIK.com is where you can go to get uh, software for your smartphone that actually allows you to stream video live to the Internet. So if the cops steal your phone, they can't delete the video because it's already gone out. Uh, which is an important, very, very important uh, activist tool. So uh, Dave invites others to join him. He encourages them to not be disruptive uh, during the meeting. That way it's the police that will be the ones that are disruptive. Because if you're just standing there silently with a, a gag in your mouth and a sign on your forehead and you're not doing anything besides that and the police come up and you know they interrupt the meeting to come up and mess with you like they did with us when we were um, – my uh, me and a few others were drinking in the city council meeting in Keene. We were drinking from brown bottles. Everything was fine. We weren't disrupting the meeting. We didn't uh, speak. We didn't yell. We didn't do anything. We didn't make a bunch of noise. We were just sitting there drinking uh, from these brown bottles. Drinking water. Yeah. Well, I was drinking water. There may have been somebody with some actual beer in there, but uh, but the point is, the, people are allowed to have drinks in the city council meeting, so it wasn't in any way disruptive until the man who calls himself the mayor interrupted the meeting and began addressing the people in the audience who were drinking. So he disrupted his own meeting, but yet I was the one that was arrested, and uh, as was Sam and some, some others, and charged with so-called disorderly conduct on the pretense that it was we who were disrupting the meeting. So... It was you guys that were making fun of the meeting, but only in your own sort of uh, quiet way. Yeah, exactly right. 800-259-9231. So if you're not reverent towards the government, if you're not respectful towards the government, if you laugh at them, that's a crime. If you make fun of them, that's a crime, apparently. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. If we hear anything out of Manchester, we'll let you know. And as the video is released, we'll post it over at freekeen.com as they find out about it. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high visibility three dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9. Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, at freetalklive.com, we give you the features on the site completely free. Enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can go there and watch on the webcam if you'd like. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch, you can listen, and interact because the uh, chat room is built into the same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. It's all free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it. You can, too. Freedomsphoenix.com. Toll-free number again, 1-800-259-9231. Of course, you can bring up anything that you'd like. There's news out of Pixic 
com, which is formerly the blog of uh, Carlos Miller. Well, it still is Carlos's blog. It used to be called Photography's Not a Crime. Uh, now it's pixiq.com. Is it just shorter? Is it's why, definitely shorter. Well, yeah, is that why you picked the... I don't know. Okay. It's kind of hard to spell it, so I'm not sure. But nonetheless, uh, it's, it's a wider, I guess, cutting blog. It's covering more than just the issue of police photography. It's more of a photographer's blog. So Carlos Miller is a guy who is uh, from the Miami area, and we've actually uh, talked with Carlos uh, before in the past, and uh, he kind of got into the world of uh, of activism, was, well, was thrown into it, as, as many people are, by the police themselves, uh, as he was doing his job, which is photographing things. Taking pictures. Uh, he was in the street in Miami, and he saw what I believe was a a car accident or you know the police pulled someone over or something like that and and he'd come up to uh you know photograph this it was he was in a public space he was on a, a public street what's the big deal and the police surrounded him and they threatened him and they you know intimidated him and there ended up being a court case about it he ended up winning actually and it kind of uh, from there launched the photography is not a crime blog and really has been a a real resource for people out there that want to get the latest information about the police cracking down on photographers and videographers and so that's what he's reporting on here over at Pixic.com. Where and it's hard for me to believe that, you know, in America we tolerate the idea that it would be a crime to take video of something happening. I mean, I, I suppose one might be able to make the argument that, well, terrorists will take the videos and the pictures to reconnoiter an area that they're going to blow up. If you're if you're going to let freedom be uh, diminished to the point that the terror, you know, that that point, because the terrorists might do something, you might as well just give it up, because if the terrorists wanted your freedom, they got it. Yep, sure did. So here's what happened down in Miami Beach. According to Pixic, uh, Miami Beach police did their best to destroy a citizen video that shows them shooting a man to death in a hail of bullets on Memorial Day. But not only that, first police uh, pointed their guns at the man who shot the video. According to a Miami Herald interview with the videographer, then they ordered the man to and his girlfriend out of the car and threw them to the ground, yelling, You want to be an effing paparazzi? Oh, that's nice. Then they snatched the cell phone from his hand and slammed it to the ground before stomping on it. They then placed the smashed P- pulling phone. Pulling their guns on uh, some guy with a cell phone. That's it's right. It's really awesome. I mean, this is the, the these are the people that pay their salaries, you know, and this is the kind of respect they have for them, which, by the way, is zero. Yep. They then placed the smashed phone uh, in the videographer's back pocket as he was laying down on the ground. Here's your little How phone, nice. buddy. That's such an insult. Like, just the way that that is done, it yeah. was absolutely done with the intention of... F you. Yep, absolutely right. And uh, finally, they took him to a mobile command center where they snapped his photo and demanded the phone again, then took him to police headquarters where they conducted a recorded interview with him before releasing him. But what they didn't know was that Narcisse Benoit had removed the SIM card and hid it in his mouth, Genius. which means the video survived. Benoit showed the video to the Miami Herald reporters on Thursday who described it in their article. The three-minute video captured on his Evo phone begins as officers crowd around the east side of a man's car with guns drawn. Roughly 15 seconds into the video, officers open fire. Benoit filmed the incident from the sidewalk. 
Uh, and it was close enough to see some of the officers' faces and individual muzzle flashes from the, the guns. Wow. Shortly after the gunfire ends, an officer points at Benoit, and police can be heard yelling for him to turn off the camera. The voices are muffled at times, and the 35-year-old car stereo technician drops his hand with the camera and hurries back to his Ford Expedition parked further east on 13th Street. The video shows Benoit getting into his car where his girlfriend sat in the driver's seat. He raises the camera, and an officer is seen appearing on the driver's side with his gun drawn pointed at them right now if he didn't get that video they would deny that that ever happened absolutely you it know, wouldn't matter how many people said they saw it either even even though they were in public the video ends as more officers are heard yelling expletives telling the couple to turn the video off and to get out of the car davis said they put guns to our heads and threw us to the ground is there anybody out there who could defend this good question one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Maybe you're that person. Tell me. Tell me the reason. Explain it yeah. to me. Make me understand. Why is it that uh, the police should be able to confiscate video cameras from people who are in a public place recording what it is they do? The the chiefs of police. The best explanation I've seen from the union of chiefs of police or whatever is that, uh, well, police brutality and this kind of thing happens so rarely that one doesn't need <laughs> to record it. I mean, that was the statement. You know that <laughs> you don't need you don't need to record this stuff because then it happens so rarely. You shouldn't have a problem with people recording it Absolutely. because it the, doesn't happen. It's just often. the opposite. Deal. And when just it turn does it happen, those people deserve to be fired, right? Uh, but you know, well, it, usually when you have instances like this, they're being misinterpreted, and the officer has a perfectly good explanation. It just mm. looks bad on video. They're better human beings than all of the rest of us. <laughs> Whatever That's their explanation is, is, it's better. Well. So there's a little more to the story here. Uh, now, the video has been posted at this point in the article. Carlos Miller says that it hasn't been posted. He has since updated the piece with a link at the very top. So we put this over at the Free Talk Live uh, show prep, which you can find over at freetalklive.com for each show. Uh, you'll be able to link to this Pixic article and get to the video itself. I did watch it uh, briefly there during our last break. And in, sure enough, he gets a crystal clear image of that police officer pointing a gun in at them uh, while they're in their vehicle. Wow. It's you scary. Imagine, yeah, you imagine how frightening that must have been? That's crazy, man. I mean, and then and this is right after the same cop, likely, and I don't know if it was the exact same cop. There was a group of cops that had surrounded this car where oh. they shot this man. So this cop... If he's one of those cops that shot the guy, whether he's not is or not, he's probably still on an adrenaline rush from even being around in the area where all this gunfire right. was going on. You just off. watch this guy execute some dude, uh, and now, now he's, he's pointing a gun at you. Now he's freaking out and pointing yep. a gun at you. Yep. I mean, how how crazy that must have been. One slip you on the trigger. You know what's really scary about this is if he had shot him, you ha- the- I don't think he would go to jail for murder. Oh, no, of course not. And that's what's wrong. I no, mean, no, they'd come sick. up with some story about how he thought he had a gun in his hand. Yeah, he, he thought yeah. the cell phone was loaded. It's disturbing. I mean, it's it makes me speechless. I don't even know how to respond because it's it's so it's terrible. Sick. When the Bart officer over and was it San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, pulled out his gun and shot this dude that was uh, handcuffed and kneeling before him, they said, "Oh, I thought that was the taser. I'm sorry." Wow! If you mistake a taser and a gun, you probably should not be allowed to carry either. <laughs> People have said that. The story doesn't end there, though. Benoit and his girlfriend also said police. Guess what? Smashed several phones from other witnesses. So hopefully they were able to recover their videos as well. 
the new details emerged a day after the police announced they'd found a gun in the car that they'd shot up. It took police two and a half days to find the gun in the Hyundai, but they still haven't determined if it was discharged that night. Uh, probably haven't even determined if it was uh, planted by the police uh, either. For all we know, it could have been locked away in the trunk of the car, according to Miller. Four innocent bystanders, by the way, were shot during that shooting. Guess who shot them? Wow. Four? That's right. Yikes. Wow. Also, an hour after the shooting, another officer shot at a man who she believed was driving towards her. But he turned out to be allegedly drunk, which is why he was driving erratically and eventually into a police cruiser. 1-800-259-9231. Or after he got a bullet in him. And remember that Bart Cop shooting, Mark, where they shot that guy in San Francisco in the back of the head as he was laying on the ground handcuffed with several cops surrounding him. Uh, in that instance, they also went around to the crowd and confiscated cameras. Yes, they don't like those cameras. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Your comments are welcome. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You're invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features totally free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take your $3 a month in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal, or use Visa or MasterCard right through our secure uh, secure website over at amp.freetalklive.com. And you get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, the AMP-only podcast, and more. Go get the details and get signed up. Makes a difference for us when you do. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, James in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, James. Uh, Hi. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, thank you. Um, The thing is about when it comes to the shooting, um, what happened in Miami Beach um, a few um, weekends ago about what you were just saying about that the thing is that I was l- listening to what they were saying on the local news, and I noticed that um, the Spanish language programs they actually covered it a lot better than the English ones. Do you believe that? Oh, yeah, I absolutely do I totally believe, believe it. it. Um, you know, I, I would, I yeah, would sus- I mean, I was waiting at eight o'clock and then later for them to repeat the news, and I noticed that they were putting a lot of other stuff in front of that, and that was like the big news that happened on that weekend, and. When they finally talked about it, it was like a short segment, and I just knew that something was not right. And then that's when I saw the the, the video that some guy was uh, filming from his balcony. Did you saw the video? I, I haven't seen anything from a balcony. Uh, we saw yeah. I saw a video of a guy. Now we're talking about a situation in Miami where the cops had a car surrounded. They blasted a guy away and killed him uh, in his driver's seat or something like that. And there was yes, somebody who was nearby who was who was video uh, videoing it on his cell phone. The cops mm-hmm. came after him, pointed a gun at him, and uh, stole his cell phone and then smashed it on the ground. Then took him in and interrogated him before uh, letting him out. 
Well, the one that I saw is it was one that they had it um, that night. It was someone that was in a balcony from a high rise that mm-hmm. was pointing right down in that moment, and he actually filmed when the guy in the car just stopped, and all of a sudden the these cops just walked towards the car, just shooting at it. Incredible! And he's, in the, he's in the whole video. He caught it. You know, if if they behave like this, um, and whatever circumstance, I don't know if it was a car chase or what. I mean, we, I don't think I, all the facts probably are not out yet on this one. But if they behave well, like this, I'm sorry. Go, uh, if they behave like this in this circumstance, how often have they done this and not been videoed? And not, yeah, right. Because usually people tend to behave in patterns. Go ahead. Well, they're notorious in Miami Beach for doing this. Um, hmm. This is not the first um, time they, they do this kind of crazy stuff. They did it um, some years ago during one of those things that happened on Memorial Weekend or something. And it turns out that the cop who beat this guy up, supposedly beat him up, um, he was back in the, in the force. And I actually have a picture of him in the Miami Herald um, from about three years ago. And I was surprised it was the same guy. <laughs> now I'm worried. I want to stay away from this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear where you're coming from. Now, why do you think it is that uh, the English-speaking TV stations would have sidelined this story, whereas the Spanish-speaking ones were more focused on it? I, I really don't know. Yeah, I would guess that uh, that the, the English-speaking stations are much more establishment uh, than the Spanish-speaking sta- stations are, I, I would guess. Although in Miami... Miami Beach, by the way. Mi- it's Miami Beach, down. you're right. It's a, it is a different community entirely. Uh, Miami, uh, in Miami, you would think that uh, even Spanish speakers would be establishment. I you mean, would think. Yeah, you'd think. Hey, yeah, thanks. I mean, so you, th- 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 I'm sorry? Go ahead, sir. Oh, no, it's just that, to tell you the truth, I caught that one, the, it was a local channel, that was that's, um, Channel 41, I actually caught that by accident. I wasn't even, I was just channel surfing, and I, and, and I caught it, they were talking about it, and I was like, wow, I was surprised that they were talking about the details, how there was, the, 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 um, the, the police had to wait on, a, on, um, on one of those warrants, um, you know, one of those court things to actually search the car, and that's I when see. they say they found the gun, you know? Hey, thanks for the call tonight. I uh, appreciate the information, James. Uh, interesting uh, in- interesting pointer that uh, the English-speaking stations just kind of you know, a little blurb about the story, but the Spanish-speaking stations much more in-depth. And maybe, again, like you said, Mark, it would seem like the Spanish-speaking stations should also be establishment. Maybe it's demographics. Uh, maybe the you know, there's a different demo uh, for the uh, for the Spanish-speaking stations. A lot stations. of Spanish-speaking cops in Miami. I don't know. I don't know. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. Or maybe they just got scooped. You know, maybe the other stations just got scooped on it and they just didn't get as good of uh, coverage. Who knows? Uh, if there's a pattern of that sort of behavior, though, then that would be another thing, right? Like if it's consistent that the mainstream stations are ignoring police abuse and the Spanish stations are reporting on it, then there's definitely something to that. Wasn't Miami uh, or Dade County the place where when they tried uh, when they did that test and they tried to get complaint forms from the uh, police departments that wasn't Dade County? The, one of the Broward ones County that, as well. But yeah, down South yep. Florida. I remember that, the video got, where the kid got his head smashed in. Yeah, they got beat up for asking for a complaint form. That's right. What do you want a complaint form for? I just want a complaint form. Ah, you What's know, your like, name? <laughs> you know, yeah. Wait, this, I can't get one anonymously? They did a study. What you're talking about is the police complaint center. 
And they still have a website. Uh, you can go and check out these videos for yourself. But look up look up Police Complaint Center. And uh, Diep Kamau is the guy who is uh, in charge of it. He's a former cop. Uh, so this guy knows what the hell he's doing, right? And he decided he was going to, long before Barry Cooper, who's done a great job with Never Get Busted and uh, in the Cop Busters, long before Cop Busters, there was the complete uh, the Police Complaint Center. And Police Complaint Center would do essentially reverse stings on cops. They would uh, set set up the police by going in and undercover with undercover video footage and things like that, going into police uh, these police departments was one of the things they did to ask for a complaint form, just to see what kind of rigmarole the individual who was asking for the complaint form would be put through just to file a complaint with the department. And, and then they reported on which departments actually had forms, which departments uh, had forms and gave them out, which departments had forms and refused to give them out, which departments had forms and forced the person to fill out the form at the department with a police officer uh, overseeing the entire thing, which uh, departments would not give anybody any information. And then, of course, the the violent footage where the police were threatening and actually they, getting they violent. put him in the hospital. Yeah. And I believe that the number of, of police that the stations that they went to, only two of them actually had a form of, you know, the hundred or 75, whatever it was. It was a big number that they went to. I think it was two that had the form. Yep. And what's that tell you about sort of the institutionalized, uh, you know, uh, uh, ideas around complaining that these cops have? It's funny because when you work at a, a private business, like the last two places I have, or the place I work now and the last place I've worked, um, these are jobs where we deal with customers. Mm-hmm. Our company wants us to be nice to customers to the extent that they hire an outside company to come in and be secretive about the transaction and then report how we did. Yeah, that's what customer service looks like. And uh, I'm afraid that most government agencies, and especially police departments, haven't the foggiest inclination what customer service is about. about, Excuse me. By the way, the Police Complaint Center, their website, policeabuse.com, they've been operating for a long time. So there's there's video footage that goes back to the 1990s uh, that these guys have. If I'm recalling correctly, there was one where they actually like put a black guy in a car uh, and put him in this neighborhood where it was alleged that uh, you're likely to get pulled over if you're a black guy. And- well, you know, it's, not, it's not fair just putting a known criminal in a car like that. <laughs> So they uh, they put a black guy in a car and they I think they put a white guy in the in the same car or something like that and they you know they kind of had a little experiment uh, you know different nights or whatever when you know just kind of to see what the police would do when essentially the two people were behaving in similar uh, driving manners and of course the black guy was absolutely targeted in a greater manner than uh, than the white guy if I'm recalling correctly stuff like that just really revealing uh, video I just recording. watched the Stossel from last week and uh, there was uh, I think it was uh, the Manhattan Institute was on. They're saying that, uh, well, no, police don't act in a racist manner. It's just that black people commit more crime. That's nonsense. There are people that believe that very strongly. Let's talk to Dustin in uh, Nebraska. Dustin, you're on Free Talk Live. Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, uh, Mark, I love your Edgington Post interviews. I always listen to the podcast, but you, you don't seem to archive them, do you? They're they're attached. They're not not separate. They're just attached to the shows. So they're archived you know, on the Free Talk Live shows. Uh, well, it's hard to find uh, the one I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, they used one a while ago with Mike George from Strong America Now. Do you remember that one? Uh, Strong America he used Now. He's the one that wanted to eliminate all the different fraud. He said he could balance the budget. Yeah. Mark is, uh, you know, he talked at one point about having a website separate for the Edgington Post, but I don't think he ever went anywhere and did anything with that. It's um, just, just 
just a lot of work maintaining that thing as opposed to, you know, I mean, it's really just an interview segment for Free Talk Live. Yeah, maybe if uh, enough people were demanding it, Mark would uh, get his button gear and, and actually do something about that. But I guess he just doesn't feel uh, that motivated. So maybe you guys can figure out a way to motivate him. I'm not sure what that is. Money. <laughs> Hey, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, 800-259-9231. Maybe you could click the uh, the Free Talk Live uh, sh- list of shows and then just do a find and try to find the guy's name. That might work. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. Hour 3 next. So you've got Bitcoins. We've been talking about them here on the show. Lots of people have been buying them recently. The popularity has been surging. But what can you do with them? Well, you can spend them. And you can spend them on all your everyday needs at ftl.spendbitcoins.com. Through ftl.spendbitcoins.com, you can purchase all the stuff you need with your bitcoins. Why have bitcoins if you can't spend them? So spend them if you've got them. That's FTL, as in Free Talk Live, dot spendbitcoins.com. FTL.spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. Last hour, we told you about the police in Miami shooting a man to death. In public while he was in his car. Don't really know what the story was with that particular case, uh, but we do know that four innocent bystanders were hit in the gunfire, and it has yet to be determined if the man in the car actually possessed a weapon. Uh, they claim they found a weapon in the car, but it's yet to be determined whether it was actually in his possession. Uh, and it was, yeah, was uh, it yet in to the be... trunk? Was it in the glove compartment? Right. You know where was it? And uh, you know had anything been discharged? You know what? That has yet to be determined as well. So as, as of this point, it appears that the cops, um, you know, they murdered a man in public, and they shot you four can, innocent you can't bystanders. Can't use the term uh, murdered, but they certainly uh, they walked up and and just started shooting into this vehicle. Many of them at the same time. So what's the definition of murder? Because it's a law, unlawful killing. Oh, oh right. So I when can't... they do it, it's not murder. Is that what you're saying? Well, actually, what I'm saying is is that uh, I think it would be yeah. The cl- cops can unlawfully kill. There's no doubt about that. But usually, when but they if, kill, it's if the guy lawful. was aiming a gun out of the uh, at them through the the driver's side windshield, which no one whatever. claimed to have seen. No one claims to right. have seen it. No. So you can't jump around. to the assume- assumption though that they've murdered someone. That's why I said but, it looks like they murdered someone. So you and I'm I'm asking. I'm not being. Um, I'm not talking from the same tone that Ian is. I really am curious. That's not considered a murder. Like, if you shoot somebody and you killed them, it's not a murder if they were shooting a gun at you? That's correct. Okay. Well, that would be self-defense. That would make sense. That'd be a lawful kill. But knowing the police, uh, I would guess they murdered this guy. That's your opinion, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, and then, of course, four people, uh, innocent bystanders, shot. And then uh, they also went ahead and pointed a gun at a man with a video camera and took his camera from him and 
bashed it on the ground, stomped on it, attempting to destroy it. Luckily, the man was uh, very wise and was able to remove his SIM card. I don't know how the hell he did that. I was going to say, it's amazing that he was able to be so quick like on his feet like that. Because if you were in that situation, you would be pretty terrified, I think. Absolutely. I can't imagine having to pull my phone uh, apart. And because for me, maybe it's maybe is your phone you said you had the same I model have the phone. same phone is it I think. easy where you just pop the card out from the side of you the know, phone i've never tried to pop it out so i don't know i'm gonna look at that later though because my phone you have to crack the you know open it up go inside take the battery out then oh. you can remove yeah. uh, no mine's on the card. side i think you can just push it that would be why okay so it's really it's really easy with your phone but i wouldn't some phones, be able to not. think of that that quickly i don't yeah. think yeah the guy was quick there's yeah. no doubt about it so there's more uh, police news here. In fact, uh, Julia, you're going to share a story with us here in a moment uh, of a man who had cerebral palsy or has uh, cere- cerebral palsy. And the police apparently considered him to be DUI. We'll uh, explain here in a moment. 1-800-259-9231. But first, Henry is on the line listening to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hello, Henry. Oh, hi. Yeah. And I used to listen uh, all the time before it got on XM as well. I just wanted to add that little... little oh, excellent. Well, welcome aboard. Back you get aboard. your merit badge. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I get a Bitcoin merit badge? That's what, <laughs> what I was uh, actually thanking you, you guys for calling, uh, having this on, on your show. Sure. And, uh, because I, I'm really big into uh, space exploration. I remember there was this article about what it would take to have a currency that you could use in space. You know, if they were to ever have that uh, casino or whatnot that they want to do at the very first step, you know, the 60-mile, the uh, you know, in the air casino. I'm not sure if you guys ever... Yeah, like a that. floating hotel, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, yeah, for the floating hotel, mm-hmm. you know, where basically people can do whatever they want for, you know, in the microgravity. And so then, you know, Bitcoins, I think, can really uh, fulfill this, this role. And uh, additionally, one of the things is, is I help put on raves in Southern California. And so then I'm, I'm trying to actually get it uh, so that we can get tickets through the Bitcoins. Nice. And one of, one of the things is, especially now that you guys were talking about this um, SIM card problem and, you know, how, how the wallet is basically stored. You know, you can store it offline. I'm storing it on-premises. So I'm just advising anyone that, that's a, a minor, probably you might want to consider some sort of fast-release docking bay. A fast-release do- docking bay? Docking bay, yeah, to, to keep the wallet on. Now, what you're talking about here is the wallet for Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the alternative uh, currency. It's digital. It's uh, it's you know, very possible to be anonymous with it. Uh, the uh, and it's completely peer to peer. It's decentralized, distributed uh, banking. Essentially, not really banking is not even the right term, but uh, trans- transactions and such. The wallet is uh, something that you. You have to, you know, rel- keep relatively secure. I mean, you can just leave it on your computer, but then anybody could come along and, and take it from you. So, putting a little bit of security around the wallet isn't a bad idea. But I don't understand what uh, what it is you're getting at. Well, my main thing is I'm concerned about earthquakes. You know, and I I, I have I have a get up and go bag, mm-hmm. and my my main thing is to be able to just press the eject button, take take it on the SSD because I have it on an SSD. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one other thing that I'm worried about if I keep writing to the solid-state drive. 
But, uh, you know, to, okay, to really- so before you go on, uh, these uh, solid-state drives or flash drives, for instance, uh, there's a limitation to how many times they can be used. I mean, it's probably nothing to where you're going to ex- encounter it in your lifetime because, you know, computer parts get so cheap, you'll eventually just buy another one in the next few years and replace the one you currently have. Uh, but, you know, they're not infinite. You can't write to these things infinitely. They have a lifespan. Uh, so there's there's that, and that's what you're bringing up there. So your question is, is your question basically, how can I make the bit? Bitcoin more mobile? Yeah, you know, basically that, because I, I, want, I wanted to be able to, you know, the, earth, the house is shaking, I want to hit that button, take the food, take the Bitcoin. You well, know, why and- not? Here's an idea for you. Why not store your wallet online in the cloud? Uh, because now what we're seeing is these online storage options for things like photos and files and whatever else you've got. You don't have to store them on your computer anymore. And as bandwidth becomes cheaper and uh, more people get bigger and badder broadband connections, more cloud storage will become more po- uh, possible. Like right now, it's pretty difficult to store lengthy movies online because still the bandwidth isn't quite there yet to where you could easily transmit those back and forth. Um, however, it's coming. And a little file like a Bitcoin wallet, I mean, that's nothing. That's, yeah, nothing. that's, that's nothing. So uh, putting that online is not a problem at all. If you wanted to, you could store that in any manner of online storage uh, media in more than one place, and then you don't have to grab anything. Then it's just wherever you go, you just go and access your files online, and there's your Bitcoin wallet. Well, that's that's true. Uh, you know, I I won't you know disagree on that one. The, the main thing that I was I was trying to go for this was uh, there's a lot of video cards that are coming out that people are using for mining, and so then I was trying to think if somebody was to capitalize, maybe uh, take one of those physical coins you guys were talking about, and physical coins. Well, you know, some people make those those little icon, you know. I didn't, didn't you guys mention this? It's like a, it's like a, a physical representation of the Bitcoin. Yeah, there's these Bitcoin cards uh, that are coming out and slash or are out at this point. Bitbills.com is, I think, Bit, what they're called. Thank, is that? Yeah, Bitbills.com is uh, where you can go to learn more about that. And, and so then basically I was just trying to figure out something like that. And then I was thinking if somebody were to take like gold press latinum, I don't know, gold and, and just jam a, a high encryption sd card into that that could fulfill or like a piece of plastic i remember they were talking about for for space travel these little plastic chits that they wanted to design you know that the space money and so then i was thinking you've, you know, you've gone were, beyond my understanding gold at this or point? silver be a, a, an acceptable thing to use at a space casino well, they, I, I, was think, I don't think it was gold or silver. I think it was a uh, plastic chit or something. That's not the question. What, what is, why would gold or silver not be the perfect oh, thing not, to use in not, space? Not be. Um, I'm, I couldn't say. I would imagine something maybe, you know, if, if you're if with the power elite, maybe it's nuclear isotopes or something. Could be. Interesting I mean, ideas, and uh, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate okay. hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I'll leave that to the, uh, the space casinos to decide. Yeah. They will, they will figure out what, uh, what to use in space. You'd think they'd want you know, hard currency, but who knows? 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. The bit bills are very interesting. Uh, bitbills.com. And that's one of those examples of many of the technologies that will come out of the Bitcoin. We're on the way. It's Free Talk Live. 
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there totally free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including the bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. bbs.freetalklive.com. Don't miss the SACL CAI Fun Compound at Porkfest 2011. Get your drink on. Play some cornhole. The Fun Compound will be the home of uh, the Fixed Brewing Company. You can get, get your customary limited-run Porkfest commemorative beer mug and fill it with a tasty beverage. Try the Sticky Porcupine, the Molotov Hefe, or even the Gluten-Free. Also featuring the Agris Drinking Fountain. Wake yourself up with a spicy Bloody Mary. Chill out with an ice-cold glass of Atlas Chugged or Liberty. Get your, later where, get your lady where she's trying to go every time with the Tall L Osborne. No, you won't even make it back to your tent if you take the L Osborne. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes. You remember that, Julia? I do. I, well, I don't remember right. it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the I remember the, I remember the accounts, yeah. yes. <laughs> Located directly across from the outdoor stage, the fun compound. It'll be the place to party at Porkfest 2011. Yes, Ian, it will. Uh, by the way, some people want you to read this last line for their ringtones for their phone. Sakel CAI Fun Compound. Liquor in the front, cornhole in the rear. 1-800-259-9231. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, so we'll tell you more about the Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up here in uh, in a little bit. But we're going to, of course, take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. Also, rumor has it that uh, Jason from SACL CAI, Jason Osborne, has some sort of a special gift for Free Talk Live amplifiers. I don't know anything else about it. I guess it. he's going to have to come up with something now, huh? Uh, he, that's what he told me. I believe he has the something that has already been produced. I don't know what it is, though. And I think you can see only get it at Porkfest. I think you can only get it at Porkfest. So uh, keep that in mind. All right, 800. That's what he likes to do. He likes to do that kind of special thing for Porkfest. Yep. So 1-800-259-9231 as we continue here. You can bring up anything. Uh, so we were talking more, more about the police. And, uh, Julia, you had a story you wanted to share with us about a man with cerebral palsy and the level of customer service he received from the police department. Yes. This is from Lenore City. Um, so a uh, Lenore City man has filed a multi-million dollar lawsuit against the Loudoun County Sheriff after he said he was mistakenly arrested when deputies mistook his cerebral palsy symptoms for drunkenness. Oh, boy. Uh, according to the lawsuit filed last month in Loudoun County, 59-year-old Gary Palmer accuses the sheriff, three deputies, and a county clerk of false arrest, failure to train officers, malicious prosecution, and a constitutional rights violation. County Attorney Bob Bowman declined to comment to the Knoxville uh, News Sentinel, and Sheriff Tim Guider did not return the call either. 
Because they don't have to. Right. Why would they do that? It's only going to get them in trouble, right? Right. It's not like you're going to stop paying taxes if they don't call you back. It doesn't speak very well for you, though, because if you really believe that what you're doing is right, why would you have a problem commenting on it? Indeed. The lawsuit said that Palmer reported to police that he had accidentally struck a dog that darted in front of his pickup oh, truck. Oh, no. Oh, no. He called them? That's. I was just going to say, that oh. was the first mistake. But if you hit a dog, what do know. you do? Well, yeah, leave, well, you, apparently. You want, you want the dog's owner to know what happened to the animal rather than sort of sitting around hey, and waiting. if the dog's got a, a collar on, then uh, the dog's owner will figure it out There's eventually. a lot of good advice uh, to you know on, on how to deal with these things. I mean, I think the best advice is, look, unless you, unless, uh, you know, call the police only when you absolutely have to. But people don't know this. I mean, yeah. they, they've been raised to believe that if there's a problem, you call the police and they'll come help. Right. I mean, this guy thought he was doing the right thing. Oh, geez. Very sad. Anyway, police reported that Palmer was unsteady on his feet, had slurred speech, <laughs> and had difficulty performing field sobriety tests. Palmer said in his lawsuit that he tried to explain that these were conditions of cerebral palsy. Palmer was taken to a, a hospital. likely story. <laughs> well, I feel like if you were really drunk and you were trying to come up with excuses, that's not one that would come to my mind. Right. How I have many cerebral go- palsy. Now, I know people are, like, drunks, they make mistakes, they do stupid things. But how many drunk guys will actually call the police on themselves? While they're driving? Right. How many times does that happen? I couldn't tell you. I mean, it's, uh, (laughs) I don't know. This is an unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. So so he was taken to the hospital to have blood drawn and booked in the jail on a charge of drunk driving. His brother posted bond about four hours later. I couldn't believe it, Jim Palmer said of his brother's arrest. Everybody knows he doesn't drink. He was so upset he couldn't talk. Lab results from the blood test showed no alcohol, only medications that he was taking for cerebral palsy. However, despite the lab results, Palmer claimed in the lawsuit that prosecutors still pushed the case forward and tried to get him to plead guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, the charge was dropped against Palmer. Everybody eventually figured it out. Hey, this guy has cerebral palsy and you yeah. can't arrest somebody for driving with a medical condition. Well, apparently you can. Yes. And and the thing is, the guy still spent time in jail. He's never going to get that back. That's He's right. not going to be compensated for that. No way. Maybe if he wins this lawsuit, he will. But who knows? Yeah, who have knows there been su- how many successful lawsuits have there been against police departments? Uh, it there's, happens. There's been there, there have been plenty, but when you put them on the percentage of uh, first, you have to put them on the amount of people that uh, decide how many crimes have been committed by police um, working in a sort of a, a capacity as law enforcement, and how many of those don't get reported just because mm, it's yeah. not worth it. And I would imagine that's the largest share of them. And then there's the people that want to do something about it and then can't find a lawyer to take it because the lawyer's the ones, scared. Then there's the ones that actually get a lawyer or get it to court and then they're found the cops are found not guilty most of the time exonerated right most of the time if something like this does go to court if it actually makes it that far they will settle before actually being found in any kind of uh, court environment found guilty or whatever or 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 culpable Uh, so for instance the the seattle situation with the guy that was shot for whittling uh, the guy who had a knife out was just whittling, whittling some wood, and a cop steps off the curve, steps out of his car, and starts yelling at him. Well, the guy had uh, headphones in and was partially deaf, so he couldn't hear a word. Ended up getting blasted to death by this cop. The cop, of course, was not found liable. The cop is, still has his job, uh, but the city pays $1.5 million to his family. So in that case, there was a payout, but it didn't even come from the department. It came from right. the city coffers. It should coffers. come from the guy who killed him. It should, but that would be an ideal world, and you are just a dreamer. Hmm. 
Well, sadly, the article is basically over, but it just said that he is asking for um, to be compensated for damages. Yeah. And he's also asking um, for an injunction that forces law enforcement to make accommodations for a person with a disability during a criminal investigation. And he said that this arrest was very embarrassing. I bet it was. Bet. Man. You know, it brings back uh, memories of stories we've talked about in the past where uh, it, it has been worse, uh, where instead of just getting arrested and taken to a hospital, People, for instance, uh, diabetics, uh, like an insulin shock situation, are uh, or a diabetic shock uh, situation, are beaten by the police. Yeah, remember the story of a guy who. Oh, was, wait, there's a myriad of those. There's charges. multiple stories. Yeah, one yeah. of them was uh, one time it was like a school principal. Uh, there was this other story where a guy was driving. Uh, he pulls into a Seven Eleven or something yeah. like that because he felt this this insulin thing coming on or this diabetic yeah. uh, coma seizure. or whatever seizure uh, coming on, and he he knew it was going to happen, so he pulls into a parking lot and begins having his his attack. Does the responsible thing. Yeah, and of course while he's doing this, somebody sees it and thinks it's weird, so they call the cops. The cops come in. Break the man's window, pull him out of the car through the window, and proceed beating on him. <laughs> you know, as though he was some kind of dangerous crazy or something like that. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves, and of course, there's never any responsibility on the part of the police for their actions. They just keep to, they just get to go on and ruin somebody else's life. Free talk line. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. You can go to our mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, punch up m.freetalklive.com for quick access to the live streams and the, uh, the podcast over at m as in mobile.freetalklive.com coming up in less than two weeks june 20th through the 26th the biggest liberty oriented event of 2011 is happening the porcupine freedom festival all kinds of stuff will be going on at Porkfest, and every year it just keeps getting bigger and more exciting and more fun and more people attending uh, hundreds maybe even over a thousand like-minded, liberty-oriented people all camping in the same place at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's an incredible location. But what's better than that is getting to spend time with other people who think like you do in many cases. They believe in the ideas of liberty, and they're willing to actually do something about it. Many of them have made the move to New Hampshire, as uh, as we have as part of the Free State Project. Many of them are considering a move to New Hampshire, and they're maybe not too sure, kind of on the fence, want to see what it's like. So they're coming up, and then others have already decided to move, but they just haven't gotten around doing it yet and this is their chance to come up for a visit uh, and be around people that uh, are just an amazing group of folks. Lots of people come from all around every single year because it's well worth being there every single year. Everything from live musical performances to uh, agorism and action to family fun. There are going to be some, I believe, some uh, film premieres. Uh, It's my understanding the Silver Circle movie and Libertopia film. Both of those movies will be premiering at Porkfest. Is Guns and Weed going to be premiering there too? Yes. Okay, Guns and Weed. I thought they were premiering that in Philly, but uh, maybe it's just a screening. 
I, um, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, but nonetheless, that's going to be great, too. I've seen Guns and Weed, and that's excellent. Uh, so It seems like they do more than one premiere for movies. Is that your experience? I don't remember hearing about premieres in the in the past. This is the first time. I, okay. Oh, you mean, oh, I thought you meant at Porkfest. No, I just mean uh, in general. Do movies know. often have more than one premiere? It would seem to break the definition of a premiere if there was more than one. Yeah, but that doesn't really matter. I mean, you can have more than one grand opening. Marketing's marketing, I suppose. Grand openings can go on for weeks and weeks. Did you not close the door? What? Well, sorry. It's what? a grand opening, right? <laughs> oh, I see. It would it would cease to be a grand <laughs> opening after it closes. I gotcha. I was looking at my list of uh, callers here to see who we're talking to next. Anyway, okay. uh, porkfest.com. Go there, get registered. The registration fee is all of 30 bucks for the whole week, but you can save 20% if you use our discount code, which is Free Talk Live. Run it all together as one word. Take out the spaces. Use the code Free Talk Live to save 20% over at porkfest.com. P O R C F E S T.com. There's a schedule there. You can get an idea for uh, all the different things that are going to be going on. Uh, I, Osborne is uh, scheduling some sort of a party uh, for Free Talk Live amplifiers or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, but I believe Osborne will be uh, in our studio uh, on one of the nights of the week having some. Some sort of a, a hoedown or whatever. Yeah. And doing the thing that he does best. He parties. Yeah. That's pretty much his thing. And he loves to party. And so you can go party with Osborne and he will love you too uh, if you, <laughs> you do that. Uh, and so, but beyond that, there's all kinds of other things like free keen karaoke. That's going to be going on. Uh, different vendors going to be selling things without government permission, which is a really cool aspect of all this. And I believe the Silver Circle folks have announced a Federal Reserve note burning party at uh, the bonfire, which that's I my think understanding is going to be fun of it all. Too. So a little bit of civil disobedience uh, going to be going on there as well. Maybe more than just that civil disobedience. Of course, open uh, open cannabis consumption was uh, typical last year, uh, and it's just a lot of fun. So come on out. Lots of family activities as well. So uh, you know, don't don't be afraid to bring the kids. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one porkfest dot com. Go get registered, and we'll see you there because we're broadcasting all week long. Unfortunately, Julia, you've got to stay in Keene and work. Yes, so I don't think you're going to be making it, but that's. You know, you can't make it out every year. It's unfortunate. Maybe you'll come out next year. Perhaps. All right. Let's go to you and your phone calls about what you want. Shadow listening to WBHP in Huntsville. Hello, Shadow. Hello there. Uh, yeah. You know, if so many people don't think that these cops sometimes uh, get punished for their behavior. I remember an incident once when I was living in Jacksonville, Florida, and they had this one motorcycle cop. They called him Cigar because he always had a big old cigar. Mm-hmm. And he was very arrogant and pushy and all like that. Well, one sunny afternoon, a car veered over in front of everybody, knocked him and his bike down, man. Oh, and then while he lay in there out cold, everybody yelled and cheered the people in the car and let them drive off like that. Well, when the detectives, everybody come out there, nobody saw a word, saw anything. Nobody knew nothing and all that. I'll tell you what, when Seagar got out of the hospital, his attitude had changed. And he was, a be- he was a good guy after that one. In fact, he transferred to another part of town, man, you know. You know, I don't recommend violence as uh, as a solution, but that's, that's what's, what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if the cops keep hurting people, eventually they're not going to care about them anymore. The people are not going to care about those cops anymore. Well, and that's the same reason why people won't answer the door in the ghetto. Uh, you know, they're smart enough to know that they don't want to talk to the cops. It's not necessarily because they're protecting anybody on the street. It's because they know better than to talk to the damn cops because that just leads to trouble. So, and the cops are frustrated by that in many cases. Well, why won't people open the door and talk to us? Well, maybe it's because you arrested their son for possessing a plant or something like that. Maybe their brother or their cousin or someone was arrested by you. Maybe they themselves have been arrested by you or one of your ilk uh, in the past. And that doesn't do a whole lot for community relations, for building relationships. 
You know, if the cops were in shadow, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. If the cops were just out investigating real crimes instead of this nonsense, where there are victims, right. things that have been stolen, people that have been hurt, that, that that sort of thing. I think you absolutely would find people. People would cooperate. To, they'd help. Pe- people that would would people would more people would consider them to be the paladins that they think they, they are themselves. Right. The, the response from people would be, officer, how can I help you instead of you Slam. know slam door in the face or completely ignoring them? And that's a world I'd like to live in. I don't have anything against the police. I think a lot of them are okay guys. They're good people. I think they're trying to do the right thing. But in many cases, they're not doing the right thing. And then they use the, oh, I'm just doing my job as an excuse for not doing the right thing. And that's unacceptable to me. And and oftentimes you'll find uh, in departments where the guy that's doing the wrong thing, it's just looked past by the ones that are sort of you know obeying the rules and that kind of thing. Yep. Absolutely true. 1-800-259-9231. You can uh, take control of the airwaves. You know, since we're talking about cop news, Mark, I know you had a story about the police beating on an elderly man. Yep. Another another sad story. This one uh, comes from thenewspaper.com. And this one is actually... Don't confuse this with the other stories we've shared with you in the past about the police beating up the elderly, like octogenarians and such. We've talked about these stories before. It's amazing how commonplace they are. Police in Louisiana slammed a 67-year-old man into the ground. Oh, it's spry 67. Yeah, he's fine. 67 is <laughs> the new 30. Uh, questioning him over, uh, arresting him over a questionable traffic violation. The state court... Can you a- imagine, just for a moment, for those of you that had seen the video from the Washington, uh, the D.C. Jefferson Memorial from a couple weeks ago with their body slam, Adam Kokesh, you know, somebody who's 29 yeah. and relatively well-built, they take him, pick him up, and body slam him uh, into the ground. Can you imagine that happening to your grandfather now? Just think about that. Couldn't be good for him. Yeah. The state court of appeals ruled May the 11th that Calvin D. Miller's injuries were only worth $25,000 in compensation. Miller had been driving his big rig logging truck home to Florin on US uh, I excuse me US 171 at 5:30 p.m. On July the 13th, 2007, as he passed through the village of Hornbeck, officers Kenneth Hatchett Jr. and Andy Mitchell pulled him over because he began speeding up about 100 feet before the limit changed from 45 to 55. Wow. So he began to speed up. He was anticipating the increased speed limit. Having driven the road. I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Having driven the road for the past 47 years, Miller was quite familiar with the speed limit. He insisted he was not speeding. And, uh, you know, actually, where I live, there's a little there's a little town section, and you've got to slow down to 35 between the two 55-mile-an-hour zones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, where they have the sign for the 55-mile-an-hour mile, zone is really away from where the real town center is. So there's this sort of area where it makes sense to slow down. But it doesn't make sense to stay at 35 the whole distance that they have mapped out. And often you'll find, I'll find myself speeding up and probably to be at the speed limit, if not a little more or whatever. Actually, it's going uphill and I don't like to go too fast going up. But I know I'm speeding up. I know I'm over the speed limit, the 35 mile an hour speed limit there. And, you know, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. Uh, so there's a little more to the story there's about them more. beating this man, uh, slamming him to the ground. 67 years old. It's all about serving. 1-800-259-9231. Serve and protect. Don't you feel protected when the cops pull up behind you? Oh, I don't. I don't imagine you do either. Retire.
Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, toll free number. 800-259-9231. Moments remain, enough time for you and your thoughts right now at 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com and you'll get a whole list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live onto more radio stations around the country. Uh, we've gone up from uh, 101 to 103, now 103 stations across the country. It's going up. Various different times throughout uh, the week. You can go and go to promote.freetalklive.com. Learn different ways to get Free Talk Live to more ears around the world. Most of them free or very low cost, like printing out flyers, for instance, or business cards, uh, web banners, etc. Free bumper sticker as well. Go get the details at promote.freetalklive.com as we go right back into your phone calls. Uh, we'll, t- we'll tell you more about this old man who is... Uh, thrown to the ground by the cops in a moment but david is on the line listening to wgmd in delaware david you're on free talk live well good evening gentlemen Howdy. and lady how are you this evening good what's on your mind tonight okay. i just wanted to mention one thing if i can please sure. the chairman of uh, general motors otherwise known as government motors mm-hmm. announced i believe it was yesterday or within the last few days that he favored a one dollar federal tax increase on gasoline why? My, wow. res- my response to that would be buy a Ford who yeah. did not receive government money. They turned or, it down, didn't they? Purchase, yes. Well, they didn't need it. They didn't need it. Or buy a Hyundai, H-Y-U-N-D-A-I. Many of their vehicles are made in the United States. I think it's a plant in Tennessee. But that would be my response to the chairman of General Motors or Government Motors. You know, I kind of like the it. Hyundais and the and the Kias because they they don't have the name brand uh, behind the, uh, the 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 car. And they didn't way. take any government money. Yeah. And neither did Ford. Neither did Ford, sir. What about Toyota? Did Toyota take some? No, sir. Okay. Thanks for the call tonight, David. I appreciate Thanks. hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine. You are a Toyota. Have you ever driven a Kia? I have never driven hmm. a Kia. Okay. Why do you ask? Does that matter to you? <laughs> Because you, like you said that you liked Hyundai and Kia. Now, I have never driven a Hyundai, but when I crashed my car last year, I drove a Kia on the interstate for probably about two months. Like uh-huh. a rental car and or something? Really, yes, a rental car, and it wasn't pleasant. Was it it the, just felt, it's I don't know. the economy know. version, though, and usually economy cars yeah, are pretty chintzy. but it was chintzy. Okay. It was chintzy. Well, you know, what I, I was reading something over at LouRockwell.com about Chinese car manufacturers, and isn't Kia a Chinese car manufacturer? I think I thought Kia was uh, Korean. Oh, Korean. Okay, that's right. That's right. But they are there are now Chinese uh, car manufacturers that are jumping into the game, and uh, they were essentially saying that the, the quality level on things like Kia and Hyundai, for instance, have, have come up over the years, and that the Chinese car makers are now kind of stepping up their game as well. Of course, you've also seen the uh, news maybe about the, uh, I think it's uh, the top from Indi- India is it the, the is, is that what it's called the, what, the, the Tato or something yeah. like that the like the two thousand dollar car basically yeah but you can't get it here in the United States right you can't get it because the feds don't want you uh, to drive cheap cars they want you to have their cars with all their stupid mandated crap uh, that they that costs thousands of dollars extra that uh, they mandate and uh, regulate and they force these companies to put in there and I'm sure the automotive uh, industry is re- is lobbying hard to keep this uh, little two thousand dollar car out of the United yeah, they States they don't want that. 
change. It would change. It'd be a game changer. They they want to keep that uh, you know the price point as high as they can. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, so we're starting to see more competition in the uh, the automotive world, and that's that's a good thing for everybody. So, Mark, tell me a little more about this sixty-seven-year-old uh, man slammed to the ground by the police. So he insisted to the police officers that he was not speeding. The officer Hatchet said, uh, "I can see you right now. You're going to need an attitude adjustment." Oh boy. Uh, he said, this this is a five foot, six inch, uh, tall, elderly man. Uh, Miller punched his, uh, punched his own fist. And this is the other officer. Then turned back on the office, uh, turned his back on the officers and began walking away. Miller, I I guess this is the, uh, this is the man. Uh, the old man is, is Miller. He punches his uh, own fist and then turns his back on the officers and begins walking away. They threw him to the ground, deliberately slamming his head on the concrete so he could be handcuffed tightly. After Miller's wife bailed him out, Miller went to the Bird Regional Hospital where his physicians documented the gash in his uh, forehead, the swelling and bruises and the injuries on his wrists and arms. His two weeks, uh, he missed two weeks of work after the incident. You don't turn your back on a cop, Officer Hatchet explained. <laughs> oh, man. You know, uh, stuff like this makes me so angry because you should be able to say anything you want to a cop. You should be able to yell at a cop. You should certainly be able to turn your back on a cop. They're just a person. Does that ever warrant being thrown to the ground? Man, the Manchester cops, what they did this weekend was bad, but not like this. I mean, they they took our friend Adamo and they took him down after he turned away and walked away from a cop, but they didn't violently do it. I mean, they didn't hurt him like this. This is horrible. Why are they better than everybody else? They have a status that like you can't, you can can't do things that you could do to a normal person to a cop. For some reason, they're so much better than us. You have to treat them so much. You have to worship them, basically. Otherwise, they, they could yep. hurt you if they feel like it. They're in the king's It's men. insane. Yeah. Both officers denied knowing how Miller's head came in contact with the concrete <laughs> road shoulder. 11th Circuit District Court Judge Stephen Bruce Beasley did not find their testimony to be credible. Officers Hatchet and Mitchell had the considerable advantage of youth, height, weight, and weaponry over Miller. Beasley ruled there's no testimony that Miller at any time during the altercation brandished or was perceived as to possess a weapon. Right. You're supposed to only use, if you're a cop, you're only supposed to use you know, the equivalent or slightly more amount of force in order to take somebody out. And if they're not using uh, force on you, you're not justified in, in using force like that. Although Miller, this is what the judge says here, although Miller was attempting to leave the scene, the stop did not require taking him into custody. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that they didn't have to take him into custody. Beasley found the officers entirely at fault for Miller's injuries and awarded wow. him $25,000 in damages. The officers appealed the ruling, insisting that they had full immunity from prosecution. A yep. three-judge appellate uh, panel rejected the claim and upheld the judgment in full, declining wow. to adjust the damages up or down. So amazing. Does this sound to, to you like the the officers actually I didn't get this one line in here um, that said that the officers actually have to pay their own. Out of their, I don't hear that. Twenty five thousand dollars. Well, it says the officers the appealed the ruling, insisting that they had full immunity from prosecution. Hmm, maybe the totality of the circumstances support the court's findings that the two uh, young officers faced little or no risk from Miller for his crime of speeding, assuming it to, to be true. It would be very sure. unusual if the officers themselves were liable for that fine. If that's true, then that's that's good yeah. news. A little bit of good news, a glimmer of hope uh, in what is otherwise so. a horrifying case. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Raymond listening in uh, Alaska. Raymond, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, thanks for uh, taking my call. Yes, sir. I just had a pretty, I had a funny story once about me getting pulled over. Um, it was probably when I was about 21, and I was probably buzzed a little bit more than I should have been when I was driving. But I got pulled over by a cop, and um, he asked me if I've been driving, and I panicked a little bit. 
And I told him that, no, sir, I'm a Mormon. I've never, I don't drink. And um, he said, you're a Mormon? Well, where do you go to temple? And I told him where I went to temple, and he let me off. Wow. Sweet. But you had been drinking. <laughs> but you, you were, uh, so you were a, a Mormon, bit. and you had been drinking? Or I, I'm, I'm a little confused. Yeah, I told him I was a Mormon and I hadn't been drinking, and he didn't even test me. He just let me go. Well, I guess this is my question to you is, um, are you a Mormon? And I am why, not. Why, why did you know where the temple was? If you live well, in a town have... that is like primarily Mormon, I, I don't know. It's pretty common knowledge. Okay. Not at all. No, I live in Oregon, but um, I just had some friends who were Mormon, and I knew where the temple was. So okay. I just told him that's where I went to temple at. Gotcha. Understood. Nicely done. I just thought it was, you know, you were talking earlier about the quick thinking on the feet with the one guy, so. you got to be careful, though. I, you know, I was under the mistaken impression that it was only lying to the feds that's illegal, but they also have, uh, I, somebody was charged with swearing, fa- false swearing over the weekend. A young lady was charged with false swearing when she gave the wrong birth date to police officers wow. as she was being arrested. So you do need to still look out for that. It's still better to stay quiet in some instances. But, hey, if it worked, it worked, man. Good for you. Anything else you want to share? I don't think it'll ever work again, so. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. I wonder if it worked to say that you're a Baptist or a Methodist or a Quaker. I mean, there's lots of uh, religions that don't drink. Mormons are really known for being quite the abstainers. Mormons are – I used to live in Idaho, and their Mormon presence was humongous. And Mm. I imagine Oregon was probably similar so the cop himself might have been a Mormon, but I mean, it was just, I don't know. The presence was so large that maybe just the location where he was Mormon yeah. was the right thing to say. I, it's hard to say. Didn't you go to a Mormon church? I did. Once upon a time? I did. I was young and dumb. <laughs> what was it like? Um, I don't, I don't know. It was like church. Did you wear the underwear? No. No. What, when, is that something you have to like reach? Is that a level? A I plateau suspect you have to. I, there's, well, there's a lot of myths about mormon the mormon religion because there's there's like an orthodox mormon and then there's kind of a more modern mormon mm. and there's like people talk about a polygamy and i didn't know any mormons who had many wives you know gotcha. i think that's a more orthodox that's mu- that would be the fundamentalists uh, mm. jesus christ latter-day saints that did the polygamy thing i i no 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 modern mormons do that right all right, out of time for tonight. Back tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. It has been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. All right, see you tomorrow night. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.